Welcome to America's Top Rebbitons. May this class be for Rafua Shalema, for Ezekiel Yehuda Benyenta, Moshe Ben Lorraine, Sivia Barhava Mushka, and Carmina Haya Hadas Batsipora. Please click on the subscribe button to subscribe to us on the America's Top Rebbitons YouTube page, or click follow to follow us on your podcasting app so that you're the first to know when an inspiring new episode is posted. I am honored to have on today's show Vivian Perez. Vivian was born and raised in Lima, Peru, and she married her husband, Michael Perez, and they lived in Bogota, Colombia for several years before moving to Bell Harbor, Florida in 1999. Vivian is a graduate in political science from Brandeis University. She currently teaches classes in Tanya and the Torah portion of the week, and she gives the classes both in English and in Spanish. Thank you so much for being here. Please tell us more about yourself and what you do. Hi, Vera. Thank you so much. Can I also ask that the class be in, in uh, Refuge Lima for Leah Bad Rachel and Crandall by Bad Saradea. Amen. Amen. Thank you. So um, yeah, I'm a I'm a housewife, I'm a mom. Um, I teach classes in Parsha in Tanya. Um, I do some counseling, um Hala classes. Um, yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, today we're going to be talking about one of my favorite topics in, topics in Judaism, and I'm actually really, really excited about it because we're going to be talking about the Tanya. The Tanya is a holy book that was written by the founder of the Chabad Lubavitch movement, Rabbi Schneer Zalman of Liadi. The Tanya is a very deep book, and it explains the essence of the Jewish soul, as well as the mechanics of creation, the infinite quality of God, and the structure of the human personality, which I find so, so fascinating. And today we're really going to do some soul searching as we talk about a concept in the Tanya called the two souls. Every Jew has a nefesh. A nefesh is a life force that's actually divided in two. We have a nefesh ha-Bahamas, which is the animal soul, and the nefesh elokit, which is the godly soul. So can you please explain to us in detail about the two souls that every Jew has? What exactly is a nefesh ha-Bahamas, the animal soul, and what is a nefesh elokit, the godly soul? So it's very incredible because the Rebbe says that we have to live with the times and the times are the partial of the week. The partial of the week really is a Jewish horoscope. It's really what's happening in our lives. And in this partial of Toldos, it's when they talk, they tell a story of Rivka when she's pregnant and Rivka, our matriarch has waited 10, some say 20 years to get pregnant. And um, then she's pregnant and she, she thinks that her child is like kind of a schizophrenic because when she goes to when she passes by a place of idolatry the child there's like a battle and it wants to come out and when she passes a place of of uh torah there's a battle and the child wants to come out and she says it's such a turmoil that it gets to the point that she says if i am like this then what did i pray for like why did i get pregnant like she has been waiting for this baby for 10 20 years and now she says why did i get pregnant so she goes to ask to the Academy of Shemon Eber, the, the, the yeshiva of the time. And, and um, it's like a sonogram. And they say, you actually don't have one child <laughs> that has a split personality. You have two children. And one is going to be Yaakov, a man of tents, an inward soul-searching Torah. Um, you know, it's in a Torah mission. And the other child is very, very different. His, his, his soul is a soul of Asaph. He's a man of the field. He's a man of, that's going to hunt, that, that's going to kill, that's going to... So, so you don't have one soul, you have two souls. And the story of Yaakov and Asaph 
because Tanya is really the spirit of the body. We have in our in, in ourselves, we have we have souls in a body. So the Tanya, the, the, the Torah is the five books of Moses, is like the body, but the Tanya is the soul. So so the Tanya will explain this story. And the, the story of Yaakov and Asaph are actually the two souls that we have inside. So we have the, the, the soul of Yaakov, that is like a hard disk. Like when you have a, a computer and it has, it has, it, it becomes, it comes pre-programmed. It has its hard disk and that's our divine soul. It's a real piece of divinity. And in its world, the center is Hashem and it only wants to do what does Hashem want from me? He wants me to be the best Jewish woman, the best Jewish wife, the best Jewish, you know, do my mission, be happy. That, that's it. But then we have the second soul, the soul of Asa. And if you would see it's, its center of gravity is not Hashem and it turns into the ego. So it's not about Hashem's agenda, what it wants it for me, but it rather, what do I want for myself? And I want immediate gratification now. So those are the two souls. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. It's a, and it's a battle because we have both of those souls inside of us. So, I mean, with the animal soul and the godly soul, it almost feels like you're at war with yourself. You know, there, there's a part of you that wants to wake up early, let's say, for example, to exercise or to pray or even just to check emails before your day actually gets started. And then there's that other part of you that just says, oh, let's just stay in bed. Let's sleep a little bit longer. We don't need to get up so early. The godly soul is trying to elevate you higher by encouraging you to connect to God through through hesed, through doing good deeds, through a mitzvah, through, through helping others and through making the, the right choices. And at the exact same time, the animal soul is pulling you downward so that you satisfy your bodily cravings, food, sleep, and worldly pleasures of all types. And the animal soul is screaming, if it feels good, do it. And at the same time, the godly soul is telling you firmly, be careful what you do. Make a good decision by using your brain to rule over your heart. And this could be a really difficult internal battle. So sometimes the animal soul is going to win and sometimes the godly soul is going to win because that's just reality. But can you please talk to us about how we can train ourselves so that the godly soul can win more often than the animal soul and how we can live an elevated life without giving into the animal soul too often? Okay, so there's a, there's a missing part in what we're seeing because even though we have two souls in one body, so we only have one brain, right? <laughs> so these two souls are in a turmoil, are in a battle for my brain time. Because I, I can only think one thought at a time. So the two, the two souls are like, like uh, two warriors that are vying to conquer a city. And, and they want to use my brain to think and my power of speech to speak and my power of action to, to act. So that's, that's, so you're asking, how, how can we how can we conquer ourselves? How can we allow the, how can we train ourselves that the divine soul is the one that will think and will speak and will, okay. So Rabbi Yossi Jacobson, he has an amazing series. He's, you know, he's a world eminence teacher of Torah. He's, I've been studying his, his uh, classes for many, many years. He has a whole collection on the Tanya called The Tale of Two Souls which is probably the best explanation on the Tanya that there is. And he tells many stories. One story is about a little boy, a real story, 
that once he's staring at this man and he's staring and staring at the man and the man looks at the little boy and says, little boy, why are you staring at me? And the little boy says, well, because the Rebbe has said that you are a Benoni. A Benoni is a man that has these two souls, has these two voices, but wins every time. That the divine is, is the, the one that is winning all the time. So the boy says, because you're a Benoni, I want to see what a Benoni looks like. So I'm staring. And the supposedly Benoni says to the little boy, little boy, if I ask you to behave well for the next three minutes, can you behave well? And the little boy says, yeah, three minutes, yeah, I can behave well. And little boy, if after those three minutes, I ask you to behave well for the next three minutes, can you do that? For three minutes, yes, I can. And after that, if I ask you, that's, that's the answer. You see, we will never win. Unless we're tzaddikim, and tzaddikim are very few in each generation, and if we're not in that category, then we will not be tzaddikim, unless Hashem endows us you know, with some miracle. So we are in a constant turmoil. And the way to win is just the next three minutes. Can I behave well for the next three minutes? Can I think positive? Can I, can I be optimistic? Can I, can, I, can I be content for the next three minutes? And that's the way to conquer ourselves. It's just three minutes. Wow, that's powerful because it's little by little, right? Because the tzaddikim are, they're just righteous souls. They don't really have that battle in them. They're not really winning anything. They're just wholly elevated. They're people, but they're just wholly elevated souls. But the Bainani, they have that fight within them, but they just manage to, the godly soul manages to win almost all the time because of what you said, because they take it little by little. If they try to take it all at once, okay, I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning. I'm going to be completely righteous. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to eat right. I'm going to be nice to everybody. I'm going to make all the decisions. It's like, it's not going to happen. But if you take it a little bit at a time, just a little bit at a time, one decision at a time, very slowly, then you can win over your inclination because then almost it doesn't see the evil inclination almost doesn't see that you're battling against it. But there, I, I have one more exercise that I can recommend. Yes. And it's, I believe, I believe that main, uh, main uh, education, like, like real education uh, lessons are taught and learned by very little children. So for instance, the game connect the dots, right? So what is connect the dots? Little children connect dots. And first you don't only see a paper and little black dots. And then when you connect them, you almost see, you know, oh, it's a face, it's a butterfly. It's a, I didn't know it was there. So as grown-ups, we can play, we should play the game Connected Dots. And what is the game Connected Dots? It's in the Torah, in, um, I believe it's in Megillat Esther. It says, whoever says something in the name of whoever said it, brings redemption to the world, which means when we give credit to whomever credit belongs, this brings redemption to the world. And of course, in the Megillah the, the, you know, the turning point is when Mordechai is given credit for saving the king's life, and this in turn, you know, foils Haman's plan. In our world, playing connected dots, when we're driving and we need a, 
urgently a, a, a parking spot. And there's no parking, but all of a sudden, a parking spot appears in the best part of the parking lot. And to play connect the dots, it's to say, who made this possible? When we play connect the dots, all the dots are going to go to Hashem. The dots are all going to connect us to Hashem. This game of connecting the dots is an exercise inside that will allow us to exercise our divine soul, to find its voice, to allow it to express itself, and to assert itself. And we start to look at life from the divine soul's point of view. Yeah. Wow. I'm taking that all all in because that is really powerful. I mean, you can do it with with a with a parking spot. You could do it with with anything, really, with anything. Because you're right, every single thing has its string going up to Hashem because He made possible a parking spot, but He also made possible everything else. He made possible for you to buy your groceries. He made it possible for you to cook a meal. He made it possible for you to go out. You know, everything it everything is because of him. And I also want to point out, it's not just the good that's because of him. It's also the not so good. You know, that when something bad happens to you, it's all from him. And we often think it's from somebody else. Somebody else did this to me. Somebody said this to me. Somebody hurt me. Somebody put me in the situation. It looks like it's somebody else. It really, really does look like it's somebody else. But it's always Hashem who made it possible. He made it possible for us. Right. So when you're speaking about things that are not overly good yeah difficult yes hard a hard marriage a hard i'm not talking about toxic i'm talking about just hard you know uh, bringing up children something that is hard in ourselves in our lives when we play connect the dots and we find that hashem is is behind this it allows us to to look at the situation and not despair it allows us to say, okay, if it's sent to me, then surely Hashem knows I can handle it. Surely Hashem has given me the power to overcome this. So it allows me to search and find, you know what? I can do it. And I can, I can see it from a different perspective. And it's not from the perspective of, oh my gosh, it's overdaunting. I'm going to crumble. So yeah, it, it, it's a good game to play. <laughs> I really like it. And, you know, it even ties into the first thing that you said about, you know, just three minutes and three minutes, three minutes, because in order to connect the dots to Hashem, you have to slow down. You have to slow down for a minute and to think who made this possible. This is the situation that I'm in, good or bad or otherwise. This is the situation that, that I'm in. This is what happened to me. Who made this happen? How is this possible? How did this come to be? You have to stop for at least a minute just to think about it. And then when you connect the dots and you bring it up to Hashem, it's like, oh, that's right. Because he runs the world. So mm -hmm. it's, it's yeah, I like that exercise. Thank you. Thank you. So I also want to bring up the Yetzir Hara and the Yetzir HaTov because they are also both part of our everyday reality. So the Yetzir Hara is our evil inclination and the Yetzir HaTov is our inclination to do good. So can you please talk to us more in depth and explain to us why we have both an evil inclination and also an inclination to do good? And for what purpose do we have these inclinations and how can they help us grow? Okay, so it's very interesting. There was once, I think it was a JLI in Miami, and Manis Friedman was giving a class about this. And I think that it was Rebitz and Hani Lipsker that was next to me. And she actually asked him, where is the Yetzir Hara, right? 
<laughs> so like, where, where, where is it? Like, where, like geographically, you know, where do we find it? And his explanation was very interesting. He said, Yetzer Hara, since we have two souls, Yetzer Hara is the lowest level of our animal soul. The lowest level, it's called the Yetzer Hara. And the Yetzer Tov, so we ask, you know, where's Yetzer Tov? Yetzer Tov is the lowest level of our divine soul, which is very interesting. Because sometimes one thinks, no, it's my Yetzer Tov, you know, that's making me uh, have empathy. It's my Yetzer Tov that's making me do a mitzvah. But if it's just from an inkling, if it's just like, you know, nudging you, then it's a very low level. Because the highest level for us, I mean, there's many levels. You know, highest level is to do things or to do mitzvot because Hashem said to have this bitul, you know, this, this um, selflessness. But, but to be motivated by our brain, you know, they, they, this is a high level. But just because I have an urge, I'm going to do, a, I'm going to be nice. I'm going to have empathy. I'm going to, just because I have an urge, it's a very low level. Why? Because today I have an urge and tomorrow I don't have an urge. Right. <laughs> Urges come and go. Yes. So, so now the, the, the urge in the, the, the Yetzirah Hara, the, the, the inclination uh, to do bad, right? The Yetzirah Hara, there's an explanation of it. And it's, um, you know, they say a parable about a king. And the king had one son, the prince, and he wants the prince really to grow up. He wants the prince to, to, to mature, to have the ability to rule the kingdom one day. So he puts him through a test that the, the unbeknownst to the, to the prince. And what's the test? The test is that the king hires a harlot and a very sophisticated harlot. And she says, he says, you know, I want you to tempt my son. Right. Now, of course, the king does not want the son to succumb to the harlot. But he wants the, the opportunity for the prince to overcome this. And then he'll, you know, he'll grow. But the first harlot that the king is hiring, she understands what the king wants. And the king doesn't really want her to succeed. So she's not really able to do her job well. So what does she do? She hires a second harlot. And she says, you know, you'll have to go tempt the prince. But the second harlot has heard about the first harlot, has heard about the king, so she can't really. So she hires a third harlot. And so on and so forth and so forth until we get to like number 100 harlot that has never heard even of the king. And when she's hired, she really wants to go to, to do her job. Yeah. So this, this is a parable to explain what is the Yetzirah inside of us. Hashem put the Yetzirah inside of us, not for us to succumb to it. It's for us to be able to have what is called Bechira, to have freedom of choice. Right? Otherwise, we would just be angels. We would just be robots. But Hashem puts the Yetzirah, the inclination to do bad, for us to actually overcome it. Right? So there's two forces in the world. That's why the, the Parsha, the, the, the Torah starts with a little Bereshit, bet of Bereshit, too. Because there's, there's two forces in everything. Even like when you drive a car, you have the pedal of the accelerator, and you have the brake, and you need both. 
you have to do things and then there's things that you shouldn't do, right? There's a yes, there's a no. There's everything in this world has a duality. Yes. Okay. But but we have to understand there's there's things that we need to to involve ourselves, and then there's um, there's things that we have to refrain from. So the Yetzirah is put in us in order for us to refrain from, from um, delving in it. So I'm, I'm gonna give you um, a, a little story, a parable, and it's about a Martian. And a Martian comes to planet Earth and the, the spaceship lands in Wimbledon, you know, in a, in a tennis in a tennis court. I don't know if you play tennis, but I used to play tennis. <laughs> and it comes out of the of the spaceship, and all of a sudden, this yellow projectile, you know, hits him. He says, "Oh, oh, wow! It hurts." And then another yellow projectile hits him, and he says, "Planet Earth is a planet of pain. You know, everything hurts here." <laughs> and more balls are coming to him and he's just letting himself get hit and he says you know beam me up it's like i, I want to get out of this world it, everything's painful and then somebody comes to the martian and gives him a racket and says let me show you the game there's a game here there's a game called tennis and what you do is when those little yellow balls come at you instead of letting yourself get hit you take the racket and you throw it over the other side of the net and when the Martian learns, he gets so good at it, he's having so much fun. So this is a parable to explain what is the Yetzirahara. Hashem has put it in us, not for us to get hurt, not for us to succumb to it, not for us to you know, go into despair or depression or lose our pool or whatever. It's for us to every time that we get that urge, we get the racket and we say, I'm not going to listen to you. I'm not going to listen to that bad thought. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to listen to, to that urge. I'm not. And, and that's how we get strong. And that's how we play the game of life. I love that. I really love it. That's I've never heard that 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 story before with the Marshall, with the Mar with the Martian, but it's so true because if we don't know what's happening to us, how can we how can we play fairly? You know, the Martian didn't know the tennis that this he's right in the middle of a game of tennis. He didn't know you take a racket and you hit the balls over. So sometimes we feel like we have no idea why is this happening to us? I'm getting, you know, insulted from this one. This person is causing me to lose money. That person, you know, did something bad to me. You know, and we we have no idea what's going on. But if we can just like like we said before, just stop. Just I think we need to stop, take a minute, take a step back, kind of get out of ourselves and see exactly what's happening. And we we have to understand that these situations are put are being put in front of us so that we can play the game. Like you said, we can play the game and we can overcome them. And so which leads me to my next question on a practical level, like what could mm -hmm. we do, practically speaking, to 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 implement the story that you that you told us and really help us overcome our daily challenges, our day-to-day, -day, like regular everyday things that we all face. I, I don't understand. Like <laughs> yes. So like, you know, so let's say, you know, somebody insulted us. We went, we went to drop off our kids at school, somebody insulted us. Or somebody, somebody uh we had a bad business deal okay. and somebody took our money, you know, something like that. Just like when we're in those situations, we're like, we want to lash out, we want to yell, we want, we want to get revenge, we want to do something bad back. Like you know, obviously that's not the right thing to do. Like, what do, what can we do? How can we play the game properly? 
Okay, so something is happening to us. Somebody insulted us. Somebody cut us off, you know. On the highway, yes. On the highway. <laughs> um, or you can have, a, you know, a harsh discussion with your husband. Yes. So, so, so first we have to understand, connect the dots. This too is coming from Hashem. There's, there's nothing that can happen to a person. There's nothing, nothing, nothing that can happen to a person that is not meant for you to experience. Like nobody, you know, God has his messengers. And there's many flavors in food. You know, there's sweetness, there's, there's a bitter, but there's sour and there's sweet and sour. And there's many flavors, okay? So too, you know, everything in the physical world is so we understand there's a mirror in the spiritual. The spiritual world you can't see. So Hashem puts the physical world so we understand that there's a, um, a parallel in it, okay? Just like there's many flavors in food, there's many different uh, situations that we need to be put through in order for our soul to grow. Yes. Because we have different muscles, you know, we have muscles, ligaments, we have different, and, and, and this, you know, I do some yoga to stretch. Unless you get into very many different poses, you're not going to strengthen or stretch your so many different parts of your body. You, you won't, you, in, in the everyday, you just won't do it. And they can atrophy. If you don't use them, they will atrophy. So somebody cuts you off or somebody talks nasty to you. So you have to understand, first of all, this is coming from a shame. This is also for my good. This is, I had to listen to that, right? Now you can, with a cool mind, once you accept that, now you can say, okay, what is, what is my mitzvah here? Sometimes my mitzvah is, yes, to take it. It says if somebody insults you, you don't, you don't insult back. Then Hashem erases all your sins. Okay, is, is that my mitzvah today? But you know, I'm going to tell you something. There are the sefirot. Okay, the sefirot are there different energies that Hashem gives to everybody. Everybody has 10 sefirot, but each person has a different um, proportion. If I came to the world naturally as a more kind person, that means that I need to work on my behavior. I need to work on my discipline, on my power to say no. So if I, but if I came to the world and my natural state is more of gevura, I'm like, no, no, no person. I'm a discipline, discipline, you know, numbers. Then I came to the world to work more on my chesed, on my kindness, on my, you know, saying yes. So if I, if I'm a person of kindness and, you know, I let everybody walk all over me and somebody cuts me off. I have to say, okay, this is coming to me. This is a test from Hashem. But my, my test, because everybody has to go into equilibrium. Yes. So if I'm more chesed, that means that this test is for me to be assertive and say very nicely, coolly, excuse me. This is my, it, it's, I'm in line. You have to respect me, right? Yes. yes. So, so there, there's not one answer. It's where are you? in your growing in life because each each you know if if, if my husband and i are having a you know a tremendous discussion let's say <laughs> <laughs> i always believe this is from hashem and sometimes sometimes it's you know vivian just 
don't say another word because otherwise the third world war world war <laughs> will start right in my house right <laughs> my address I, I know where it started or sometimes it's wait a second I have a voice and I can I, I can express myself and even though you don't like it I need to I need to be assertive right now so you know each each test is is, is different it's all growing but sometimes it's you know, I have to let loose and sometimes it's I have to hang on tight. But always it's let me let me do it with with my seichel. Let me do it with my with you know brain. cool with collective. Right. right. You know, I love what you just said because I never I've I've heard this concept before many different ways, but never in the way that you said it. And it's hitting home to me personally so much because you're right. Like the answer to the question that I have, what should I do? It really depends on who you are. There's no clear cut answer. What should you do when somebody cuts you off on the highway? What should you do if somebody steals your money? Because it's different. If he steals your money or my money or somebody else's money, it's it depends on who the person is because of where they're coming from. If a person is has no boundaries, let's just say, yeah, come and just step all over me, take, you know, take from me. Oh, you stole from me. Okay, no problem. You know, then they mm -hmm. have to work on solidifying themselves, standing up for themselves, having self-worth and self-value and standing up and say, you know what? You stole from me. That's wrong. I, you know, I, I want my money back or, you know, I have to take you to civil, civil court, you know, wh whatever it is to stand up for yourself. And on the opposite, on the opposite hand, if somebody is like all disciplined, like, her, like really, really harsh, you know, really strong, harsh personalities, always no, always like not friendly. Then they have to work on, okay, listen, you, you took it for me. It's fine. You know, again, it depends on the situation, depends on the, the exact details, you know, but it really even more depends on who the person is. And I never heard it like that before, but that makes so much sense. I think, I think that the goal is proactive. I think yes. that you will be growing yes. and growing in a positive. And sometimes growth comes through you know, more chesed, or sometimes it comes from more devora. Yes. But growing, you must, because everything that is alive needs to grow. Yes. So, so you know, there's more than one one recipe to cook a, to bake a cake. <laughs> so it depends what recipe you need. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's so interesting. And then you look around, you know, one friend is doing this. Okay. So, and she's successful. So let me do what she's doing. And then it flops for you. And then- yeah. You know, and then you're doing something and somebody looks at you, wow, she's doing something and it's great and it flops for them. It's not the, it's not the thing, you know, we can do the thing that the other person is doing exactly the way that they're doing it, but maybe it's not right for us because it's not in the area that we need to grow. Maybe our friend needs to have more boundaries. Maybe we need to have more kindness. It depends who we are and it depends the way that we need to grow. Just like you said, every recipe is different. Depends what, what, what we need personally in order to grow. As I see life, life is a monologue between you and God. Okay, Life is a monologue between you and God. The Torah is a guidebook. The Tanya will show you an x-ray of your soul so you understand what's going on inside. Okay, But it's, it's a monologue. It, we are really alone. It's, it's a one-on-one. -on -one. So you can do whatever you want. I mean, as a people, we are, yes, we're a body, we're collective, I, I influence you. But really, the growth is each person is in, you know, each person is endowed with different attributes, with different, uh, you know, challenges. With Nobody's in anybody's shoes and you don't have to be. You need to be growing. That you have. <laughs> Amazing. Wow. 
Wow. So I just I wanted to ask one more question because this this is so powerful. So um, <laughs> I mean, I usually ask my guests to share a true story from their own lives about the topic that we're talking about. And I know with the Tanya, the strongest stories are given in the form of a mashal, a parable. And I know that you've already shared with us some parables. So I want to ask you, you know, either to do either if you can share a story from your own life about how you personally overcome, you know, and grow in, in your own personal way. Or you could share another parable that's going to really also strengthen us, you know, to understand more about the Tanya more in depth. Either way. Okay, I'll give you both. <laughs> oh, oh, awesome. Thank you. Okay. So there's a story in the Torah. And it's when Yaakov is going to get the blessing of his father. So Yaakov, you know, when the, his mother Rivka dresses him up in the skins of the animals and he gives him the stew. And he comes in before his brother, Asaph, that went to hunt. And, you know, Asaph, Asaph represents the animal soul. So it's the animal soul, so the ego voice. So Asaph was the best hunter in the world, and but he was the best hunter because he says, you know, I went to the best hunting university in the world and I have all these trophies and I am of good luck and I, I, I. And Yaakov was all about inwardness, about Hashem, right? So when his mother dresses him up as, as with, with, with the skins of the animals and gives him the stool, so he arrives at his father's room and the father says, you know, who are you? And he says, you know, I am Asaph, your, your son. And he says, how did you find the... the the stew so fast. I mean, it takes time to hunt. Like, how did you? And what did Yaakov answer? Yaakov answered something like, Baruch Hashem. Hashem put it in front of me. You know, Hashem made it. So I'm here. And Isaac, the father, is blind. And he says, wait a second. My son Asaph doesn't speak Baruch Hashem. My son Asaph would have said, because yeah, father, you know, I'm the best hunter in the world, you know. So the father says, come close to me. Let me see if you really are my son, Asaph, or not. You know, because he's thinking, Asaph doesn't speak like that. And, and you know, he says like, you know, Yaakov starts to tremble and an angel has to push him. And, you know, and then the father says, give me a kiss. And the father says, you know, my son smells like the, the field, like, like, you know, Ghanedin. And he feels him and he feels the animal skins. And Isaac says, what really is our mission statement, the whole Torah, the whole Torah, the whole 53 books, if you want it in abbreviated, a, a mission statement for every Jew is this line, where he says, the voice is voice of Yaakov. You know, this speaking of Hashem, this is the voice of Yaakov. The hands are hands of Asaph. This is every Jew's mission statement. Why? Because we have two souls. Our animal soul is not bad. We don't have nothing bad inside of us. It could be badly used. It could become ego. It doesn't have to. The, 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 the animal soul really is part. It comes like a big bunch of energy. It's our energy source. So Isaac is saying, the voice, what, what is going to guide me what is going to, you know, when we set our ways in the car and we say, I want to go to this address, that has to be Yaakov. 
that has to be whatever Hashem wants for us. That, that's, that's our hard disk. But the hands, the, the energy I'm going to use, I have to use all of my Asaph energy. And then it's going to be an amazing world. So the voice is voice of Yaakov and the hands of, and hands of Asaph. That's what we all have to do. That's, that's our lifetime. Sometimes it takes a whole lifetime. You know, how, how can I dominate my own self? As Pirkei Avot says, who is a strong person? The one that dominates yourself. It's not, you know, Putin, that is dominating and, you know, extending his borders. That's not a strong person. That's not a, that's a bully. That's, I don't know, murder. I don't know what he is. But a strong, a strong person is whoever can dominate themselves. And, what story should I give you of my life? My whole life has been this. <laughs> like, you know, my whole life is, that's my fascination with the Tanya. I'm about Teshuvah. As a teenager, you know, and I, I'm, I'm filled with emotion and I'm filled with, you know, I'm a, I'm a deep person. I'm a deep thinker. But as, I'm, as a teenager, I thought, what's going on? For one second, you want to be altruistic. You want to be the best person. And another person, and another second, you're stuffing your your face with donuts, you know, like you know, like there's no end to the world. Like, who am I? What am I? So when I started to study Tanya, it was so clear to me. It was like, wow, this is amazing. It's telling me I'm normal. I just have two very different, um, different. I mean, they're both amazing, but they're different souls, and. It's not about, you know, in an inner war. I mean, they're battling, but the battle is for me to win over it every time, every, as we said, every few minutes <laughs> for those three minutes. Right. And so then it became, I can't tell you I win every time I don't. I'm not a sad, I'm not a sad decade, but that I, I want to win, that I, I put my efforts to winning, that I put my efforts to be positive, that I, it's a, it's a lifetime of an effort, yes. And it, does it work? 100%. Look, I'm, I'm a good salesperson, but I'm a very ethical person. I can only sell that which I really, really believe. That's why I teach, because I've seen that this really works, how it, in, has it changed my life. I mean, I come from a good family, good parents, amazing parents, good siblings. And, and I love life. I love material thing i love it but it just when you when you see the soul or when you see the mitzvot and when you see you know what hashem has in it for us it just makes everything filled with purpose every second and it's just a more beautiful life and a more palatable life so that's that's my life <laughs> That's so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. I feel like I feel like everything that we learned today was so powerful. And I actually feel like it's life-changing. If if you really think about everything that you that you talked about today, just the way the the perception, the point of view, the perspective of the way that you framed everything, like how we look at life, how we look at what happens to us, how we look at who we are, how we look at how we, how we respond, it's it's beautiful and it's majestic and it's growth oriented. So thank you. Thank you so much, Vivian, for joining us on America's yeah. Top Represents. It was really, truly a pleasure to have you with us. And may the learning that we did today be for Fu Shalema, for Ezekiel Yehuda Benyinta, Moshe Ben Lorraine, 
Sivia Badhava Mushka, Carmina Haya Hadas Batsipora. And would you like to add the two names? Yes, Leah Badrachel and Crandall Bas Saralea. Thank you so much. Amazing. I really Thank enjoyed you. it. Thank you. Me too. Thank <laughs> you so much. All right.